Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello everyone and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about LinkedIn, how to create content that people will engage and follow your brand. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Mike Ways. How are you? Excellent. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I found your wife on LinkedIn and I decided to uh, invite her to our show to discuss more about uh, LinkedIn, but she told me that you know uh, a lot about LinkedIn. Let's uh, go ahead with that. Tell me about your experience. Wait a background. You, you said you found my wife on LinkedIn. I did not find my wife on LinkedIn. <laughs> I found <laughs> okay. my wife someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tell more about your experience, background, and why you decided to pay attention with LinkedIn. Um. So I've been in digital marketing since uh, 2005. I pivoted from Wall Street. I was in mm-hmm. Wall Street since 1987. So all of, of my sales and marketing when I was a young pup was a pre-internet. So that meant telephone sales, direct mail. Mm-hmm. One of the great philosophies is something called drip marketing. And it was what you did. In uh, the mid-2000s when uh, the internet came out and email, I was like, man, I, I just need to figure out how to automate this stuff. <clears throat> so I became an expert in Infusionsoft. Do you know that company? No, no. Infusionsoft, it's a U.S.-based company. It's, it's like Salesforce or mm-hmm. you know, it's a CRM, but they allow you to do a lot of optimization to uh, automate internal and external processes for running your business and marketing. And it was just the way my brain thought, I, I, I really loved it. So I kind of shifted from financial markets to consulting with other big financial companies who had to digitize and automate their sales process. And then in uh, 2008, my mentor at the time, John Asroff, said, hey, Mike, uh, I'm building a new company. Build it with me. And so I moved from New York City to um, North San Diego, and I built Neurogym. Uh, that's a company that's still around. It's doing very well. It's a decade old with John Asroff. And that's where I get to play the digital marketing game at a, at a much bigger level. I was, uh, I, we built the company to a few million dollars in sales in 18 months. We had a couple hundred thousand person mailing list. I was mailing five to um, 10 emails a month, five to 10 million emails a month. And so we 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 were in this magical time, 2008 to 12, when Facebook was uh, figuring out their model of how to really make their advertising effective. So they need to grow creators. They need to grow engagement. They need to grow uh, distribution and users. And, you know, the, the timeline, the feed is that, you know, if it's if it's slow then the advertising isn't really effective. But if the timeline is jamming, then they can pound the timeline with advertising. So during that time, it was crazy. We, we grew as a Facebook fan page to a million people. And every time we did a video on uh, LinkedIn content, we had 20,000, 30,000 people watching the video. And we were like, oh, this Facebook stuff's great. 
<laughs> so it lasted, you know, a few years, uh, you know, as you know, and probably most of your uh, people that are on here know, uh, that's called organic reach, you know, because you're, you're not actually paying for it. It's, it's organically given to you. And that's, uh, Anatoly, that's a key word. It's given to you. You don't earn it. You can get better at it by producing better, more engaging content, but it's not something, it, it's a gift that is given to you. So that was sort of my uh, kind of hook into the power of social media. Then they took it all away because they got so good at advertising. It went from 20,000 views to 15,000, all the way down to like 1,000 views. And we were doing the same thing. And we we're like, oh, my God, uh, Facebook sucks. So that's the cycles, right? And uh, to make a long story short, I got bought out four years later. I fell in love with online education because that's really where our business was. And I built an online education company, a platform we build. We work with companies. We write curriculum. We do have coaching, consulting software. And we have an uh, education-based platform we build and we run for thought leaders globally. So that was really the the fast story um how i got into linkedin was kind of ironic i don't know if they have the expression uh in ukraine uh you're the uh, shoe cobbler's son meaning mm -hmm. that the you know the local guy that makes the shoes you know the person who has the worst shoes is his son because he's so busy making everyone else's shoes perfect mm -hmm. that's uh that's an expression so as I grew my education company, I should have been great at digital marketing, but I was terrible. And I, only 5% of my energy I could spend. So my company was struggling, growing, and I hired a lot of people to help. I should have hired you for SEO, but I didn't know you back then. Um, <laughs> so basically, I was so frustrated. I just basically shut it down, and, and all my business comes mostly from referral. And then the pivotal moment. Three years ago, um, I was at my client's event, Digital Marketer in New York. Gary Vaynerchuk was the keynote speaker. Mm -hmm. And I said to my wife, you know, she's from London. She doesn't really know Gary. I, I'm from New York. He was Queens and Jersey guy. I've been following him for 20 years. He wants to buy the Jets. It's, I'm sad to say that I'm a New York Jets fan because that's one of the most painful sports teams you can follow. Anyway, I was like, we got to go listen to the guy. I had no idea what he's going to talk about. And then inside of that, uh, that presentation, he basically said, if you're not dominating LinkedIn, you're a fool. And he went through all the reasons why. And I walked out of there and I said, I've seen this movie before. This is what I'm going to commit to. This was three years ago. I spent five months, you know, painstakingly figuring out you're, you're an SEO guy. So, you know, it's all data and numbers. It's just optimization. That's what I did. And then I ended up with over a million views of my LinkedIn content and everything changed. So yeah. that's sort of the backstory. Um, and then of course, you know, COVID hit almost two years ago. So it, it shook up the world. It did definitely shake up my uh, online education company. You know, our solution is starting price 15 to 20 grand. And so, you know, a lot of our people are have their own events or speak and that business went to zero. So, became difficult to manage like everyone else in the world for our business. And then one of my mentors uh, basically said, this was almost 16 months ago, why don't you do LinkedIn for the people? People really need 
to get more visibility and leads and sales. So I was like, yeah, why didn't I think of that? So that was uh, almost 16 months ago. And so we're helping, uh, you know, people, you know, corporate executives, thought leaders really jam on LinkedIn and uh, get more visibility, be recognized as thought leaders that lead to conversations that then lead to leads and sales. So um, 2021, we generated, um, well, for our clients, they got over 110 million views. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome, yeah, substantial. great. I so think that's, uh, that's the whole story. So, you know, we're uh, we're deep into this now. You know, you SEOs uh, about data and and you know numbers and optimization, right? And tests. That's how we look at LinkedIn. You know. Yeah, got it. Volleyball. Uh, I think yeah, Gary V. Uh, I, I I like I love this guy. You know, because uh, he shares some tips. Simple tips, you know, nothing special, but inspirational, you know. And uh, uh, I've learned from him uh, about consistency uh, because, you know, SEO is quite different with uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, uh, because SEO is more about quality. But Gary V shares about uh, quantity, <laughs> be consistent, post as maximum as possible. And uh, because quality is subjective and yeah, I use this approach on my LinkedIn account. I, I, I get high engagement as well. And uh, yeah, it's not the same with uh, SEO. And as you mentioned about Facebook, I think in 2016, uh, um, uh, Facebook changed the policy and today it's hard to get uh, high engagement for brands uh, because uh, Facebook usually shares content with uh, family, uh, friends, and something like this. But on LinkedIn, it's not the case. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, okay, let's talk more about LinkedIn. Um, where to start? For example, if some companies, uh, uh, even big companies, you know, from my experience, uh, I cooperate with some big uh, companies that um, order SEO services from me, and they have no LinkedIn presence. I, uh, I tell them you need to create your account you need to promote it we need to take this channel where to start what they need to do first to uh, uh, to get followers uh, create brand awareness and engagement yeah great question uh, the first place is well you know it's interesting because you i run into the same thing but, but i run also into people that have a linkedin account for like 8 years they've done nothing with like it's so interesting right because everyone's like linkedin is like business so they signed up so either they don't have it or they've had it for years and they've done nothing with it the um everyone's got a different way of doing things right so you've got your way for seo other people are probably successful they've got their way um you know this great leaders on LinkedIn um, have done things that are very powerful. You've got your way on LinkedIn. Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, you know, when he says how to produce content, you know, he's more of a storyteller. Tell stories about the business and the journey and then weave in some personal stuff and, and you'll be able to, you know, educate people about who you are and what your business does. So because I've spent the last six years in online education, and we write curriculum for, for many smart people. When I approached it, I approached it differently. And I said, if, if with this platform, if we're going to get organic reach, if we want to really be effective and, and instantly get branded as a thought leader globally, then the easiest way to do it is to teach. So 
that's the, the first core uh, pillar of foundation that we work with all of our clients is basically we, if they're on LinkedIn, we basically say, stop, stop what you're doing. It's 99.9% of the people we see is completely ineffective. I'm like, sorry, first step, stop. If you're not on LinkedIn, great, because <laughs> you got a clean slate. And, you know, the data that is uh, coming out, you know, every quarter from all the studies is that we're in a cycle that's basically business is, is changed forever. And the way that you sell and people are consuming and buying, and this is goes for corporate, is changed. And it has something to do with COVID, but it also has to do with the, uh, the fact that there's so much great data online that people are use, utilizing online to do up to 60% of the research before they even contact a company about their product or service. And there's a lot of reports out there. And anyone can, you just Google, you can find all the data. And so as a salesperson, you always have to meet the buyer where they're at, right? So if if, if they want to be able to do up to 60% of the research before they even contact you, then you need to get in the way of that research. And not only do you need to get in the way of that research, you need to be the best, right? So you need to be the thought leader. And there's also, um, you know, a lot of reports out recently about the importance of thought leadership. And the data also is striking from an enterprise corporate, global corporate place that even if you're not even in the consideration for a major software project, a million or 10 or $50 million software project, you're not even one of the vendors that is in consideration. If the leader of that project sees you on LinkedIn and then recognizes you as a thought leader, you will be brought into that project because of your content. So the question is, if that's where the buyer is and we need to meet the buyer where they're at, then what do you produce so that you start getting chosen and recognized as a thought leader? And for me, like I said, everyone does something different. For us, it's teaching. Yeah, That's the place to start. Uh, to create educational content. Can you uh, tell more about uh, creating a content plan? Uh, how do I know which content to create? Uh, for example, uh, if a SaaS company uh, want to jump on LinkedIn, they need to create a content plan. Uh, for SEO, we know we pay attention with uh, evergreen content where we can uh, get traffic uh, all the time. But on LinkedIn, uh, posts usually live uh, 24 hours, yeah, not more. Uh, how uh, to create this content plan that will uh, bring engagement and yeah, results? Great question. So a lot of the work that you're doing from an SEO perspective, uh, understanding really keywords, right? The If, if you think about... say, uh, blogging, right? Mm -hmm. In the early 2000s, if you started blogging, it was easy to get organic reach and subscribers. And then based on the quality of your content, you created, you know, inbound inquiries into your company. And then it got really tough. And then a decade ago, a very smart company called HubSpot said, hey, we're, we have a framework, enterprise framework that's going to help you with your blogging. And so they basically 
took something that was tough and hard and made it an easier way for people to create, you know, solid blogs, not like 500 word spun bullshit, excuse mm-hmm. the French, but real content, teaching content. And then they created this framework and they, they reinvented the word inbound. Like, you know, that word has been around, but it's like HubSpot's word. So the philosophy behind that, <clears throat> what you do is it's, it's quality. Because you you basically want to indoctrinate people into you know your product and service and 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 what you do and you want to indoctrinate them into the transformation you can help them with. So if it's a SaaS platform, you know SaaS usually either makes a, a challenge easier or faster, or it's a new SaaS that does something that no one's done before. Otherwise, why are you going to create something new if you're going to do it the same as everybody else? You know, copycat that's fine. So if you're entering into something to make something better or do something new, then that spark of imagination that uh, you as a creator came up with is not, okay, one like little fleeting task. Start any business, you know, it's a burning desire to really solve a problem because it's going to, you know, then you go on the entrepreneur journey, which is a, you know, it's a challenge. So the, 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 the thing to do is be able to extract what is inside of their head. And so that's why I think it's so similar to what you're doing, because first of all, you're doing the keyword search, which is important, right? Because you don't want to talk about things no one cares about. But inside of one of your 1,500 word articles or 1,200 word articles, there's probably 10 great LinkedIn posts. Like literally one paragraph can be expanded Mm -hmm. into one LinkedIn post. We like to keep the post short because we're realizing most of the people, 60% are on mobile. So we're keeping uh, up to LinkedIn's original, um, you know, um, uh, size for posting. So we're telling our, you know, our clients, we want a 150 word post. Mm-hmm. And so we have a framework of what that looks like, you know, from it's called PEXR squared, our framework. So it's, we, we want to be able to state the problem. That's P. Uh, we want to uh, really create uh, something that deals with empathy. That's E. We want to see its cost of an action. Uh, so I'll explain these in a second. That's P-E-C. Then S is the solution. And then R is the potential results. And then we ask an engagement question. So PEXR squared. So just to give you, uh, I'll just make one up for, for SEO, right? So what problem? You know, many people have spent um, a lot of money with SEO people before. Right. And so usually we teach our clients to lead in. If you're doing SEO, you would say, hey, you know, I've been speaking to, you know, a lot of my clients and in the previous engagements, they've spent a lot of money with SEO with no results. Problem. Right. The empathy part. And I get it because, you know, it took me, you know, years to really figure out how to make it work. So if people hired me in the beginning, you know, it would have been rather ineffective. And there's no barrier to entry. There's no like, it's not like becoming an accountant. You need four years of school or a doctor to be an SEO. So, you know, I understand that. That's empathy. Cost of an action. However, if you're still putting out, you know, articles and not getting results, then it's like Einstein. You keep doing the same thing with poor results, then, you know, you don't have to be a genius that nothing's going to change. But the opportunity is big, right? So that's cost of an action. So here's three things you can do to improve your SEO. Boom, boom, boom. Short. 
right? Because people don't have a big attention span. If you do these three things, you might see this. The result, mm. if you've got a tip or two that you want to include with building a great community, put it in the comments below. So that PEXAR squared works for an enterprise $50 million solution because they can, when you start, okay, what do you teach? You can teach, make a list of every objection. Teach on every objection. Make a list of, you know, uh, every solution, benefit, feature. You can, one of those becomes, oh, I'll make this PEXAR squared around that. The other key thing is to not get trapped in being so narrow, meaning that the only thing you're teaching is so narrow um, that you're just teaching exactly what you're selling. And this was a key moment for me for like, you know, I, I mentioned it took like five months to get dialed in. And after like three months, I was growing really slow. It was very frustrating. I almost quit a few times, you know, I was getting a hundred people watching my video, then 110. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, this is too much work. And, uh, and then, I, of course, Gary Vaynerchuk popped up and said, look, don't get discouraged. If you get 100 people in your conference room every day listening to you, because I was, we do twice a week, we do video, and twice a week, we do the text-based post. He said, 100 people in your conference room every day that were you know, pretty decent, ideal customers. That's a lot of people, <laughs> right? <laughs> so don't, what are you doing? Don't give up. And I was like, that's a lot of people. You know, if twice a week I'm doing video and I have 100 people watching me, that's really good. You know, so of course he talks about the long game and SEO's long game too. And a lot of the men mental stuff is the same with SEO and what we're doing from a content strategy. Um, so it's really uh, what, what, what got me out of that sort of slow growth rut is realizing I woke up one morning. I'm like, wait a second. I was teaching everything about online uh, education. And I woke up in the morning and I said, wait a second, say someone's doing a half a million dollars on sales and they're using Kajabi and they're happy. But I'm talking about online course completion rates. And globally in a $300 billion industry, it's just shocking. It's only three to 12% completion rates. That means 88 to 97% of the people buy a course online and fail. They do not complete. That's This is what drove me to get into this space. So I'm talking about online course completion rates. This person is doing a half a million dollars. They don't even know or care. They're happy. So I'm irrelevant, right? Because this person isn't problem aware. And so that's why I grew slow because the only people that really cared about what I was saying were actually the people that were already understood the problem. So then I was like, wait a second, I know this person, right? A course, uh, someone that has courses out or a company's got courses out selling courses. I know a lot of their problems. I know their problems getting traffic. I know their problems with business automation. I know their problems with CRM. I know their profit with graphics, landing pages, copywriting. I know their problems with order pages, pricing models. I know their problems with completion rates. I know their problems. So once I started teaching, what I call the goal line, the goal line, like a, in a football field, goal line, the goal line. 
then everything changed because then even someone that was doing a half a million dollars on Kajabi that wasn't problem aware, they were like, oh, Mike knows his stuff. And then I began over time to unravel and unpack and educate them about the problem. So um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a distinction. It's a really important one. I don't know if you ever heard of a company called Agora Financial. Agora. Yeah, yeah. Agora. On YouTube a lot. <laughs> yeah, they do over $1 billion in sales selling newsletters. $1 billion. That's like $1 billion. So they have a concept called the one big idea. And it's all their copywriters are everywhere in the world are trained on this one big idea. And basically it says if if you were going to sell a new newsletter about you had to buy gold. And then basically you wrote the newsletter and you said, okay, you know, here's the deal. You got to buy gold. And they gave all the reasons why. They would end up with four to $10 million in sales. But the buyers would only be people that once in their life had considered buying gold. 99% of the people in the world, they might buy stocks, but very few people own gold. So 99% of the people wouldn't care. So the one big idea is you weave this really big story about everything about financial markets, presidents, COVID, global inflation, and it weaves and educates them in this basically like five-act play where the only logical conclusion is you got to have some gold. And then they do a launch that's 50 million or 100 million. It's really quite fascinating. Yeah, so valuable. Well, yeah. Okay. okay, you mentioned about uh, patience. Um, you know, you remind me uh, Mr. Beast and uh, PewDiePie. It's interesting when Mr. Beast started his YouTube channel, he got first thousand subscribers after uh, a year and a half. Today, he has 70 million subscribers on YouTube. Uh, PewDiePie uh, got first... Uh, uh 285 subscribers after posting uh 100 videos a lot you know <laughs> and these guys didn't give up because they love what they do uh, uh and uh, you mentioned about consistency can you tell more uh how do to understand consistency for example um when i've learned some uh, guides about uh, linkedin marketing they proclaim you need to post uh, a few times a week Gary V shares uh, you need to post as maximum as possible many times a day. And he told if you if he has time to post uh, 24 times a day, he did it, <laughs> but he doesn't have this time. Okay, uh, can you tell more uh, how to be consistent, uh, how many times to post? And uh, uh, do, we, do we need to have some um, time between posting i mean like an hour two hours three hours uh provide more insights about the technical aspect yeah also i mean you you get this you're asking great questions uh so once i get a default back to everyone has their own ways of being successful so the only thing i can share is what works for us and it's what i grounded out through trial and error uh my ideal customer is corporate executives, business owners, entrepreneurs, consultants. And the one thing that is common among all of them is they're busy as shit. 
they're very busy. So Gary Vaynerchuk, he runs a media company, right? So he's got teams and teams and teams. He's always on broadcast and he's got a very, you know, great way of what he calls reproduction of content or one piece turns into 24. I haven't been able to figure that out. I'm the same as my customer. I don't have a lot of time. Now I've got um, 20 people now working on my LinkedIn team, but but they, we're all busy. Everyone's busy. So I, I'm not, I just know that not only am I not going to be able to figure that out, but my ideal customer, never going to happen. So the methodology that we developed is focused on what works for ide our ideal customer, which is people are very, very busy. It's what works for us. So we are posting um, only um, in the morning or is, is our content post, but once in the morning. So Monday through Friday, and that's our content teaching post. And then in the afternoon, we do one, we share someone else's, um, we have our clients share someone else's article that they like or some, or anyone share, share something else that they like. So there's this, you know, Gary, I love his expression. It's not what you get. It's what you give. So in the morning, our clients are teaching. In the afternoon, they're also sharing something that, you know, other people could think that's of value and they're adding value back. So we do uh, two a day. Our clients are doing two a day. The afternoon one, after one, afternoon one takes five seconds that, you know, they know who are the thought leaders that they love and like and trust. And they'll just look at something that's cool and they'll just share. They don't have to write anything above or anything. The morning one is... Uh, we're having them on Monday and Wednesday do a video and we're, we're looking up to two minutes, not more than two minutes. And it's using the same format, the Pexar squared. So in the beginning, it, it, it's always um, practice for everyone, right? In the beginning, a two minute video takes 20 minutes. And some people are better with technology. Some people are absolutely uncomfortable on video. Some people are better on video. <laughs> Uh, some people are terrible with technology, you know, even the simplest uh, Zoom kind of thing. So in the beginning, uh, you know, it, it's it, it, everyone practices, you know, that we support our clients. We have a, a weekly mastermind where you, you have to be there to support them because it's them, you know. And, you know, most people, including me, you know, in, in, you know, in the beginning when you started doing your you know, your live show, I'm sure you felt a lot different. Now it's, you know, you're like, okay, it's, I got this, right? So that's what we focus on is understanding, okay, who's your ideal customer? And actually, what can they do? Because the consistency, as you said, is the key. And going back to Vaynerchuk again, he says, you got to focus on quality, consistency, and the third one is crucial, speed. Because if it, if it takes you a lot of time to create these posts, you ju you're just not going to do it. Yet, as you said, those YouTube people, they understand the long game. And, you know, it's something that I, I, I have no presence on YouTube. I want to be there. But I won't make the mistake of not going there until I'm committed. Uh, what I don't know what the formula is. If it's every day, every day doing my two-minute video, like I I know like that whatever the formula is, you got to commit to it. Because starting and stopping will get you zero, just like you know SEO, right? 
how many clients come to you and said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a month or two later, like, oh, this isn't working. Right? You, you, you have that conversation quite often? <laughs> yeah, similar, similar, di different. You know, uh, because um, uh, I, I see that uh, all people are different, you know, clients are different. And of course, uh, they share their goals. And um, um, I usually uh, explain them that uh, you need to be consistent and patient you know <laughs> two words because uh, <laughs> nobody knows what works uh you mentioned about uh, courses uh in, it's interesting when people are buying courses they feel they get uh some secrets but you can't find secrets at any courses uh acting acting is the best secret you know acting only shows what works for you for example uh when uh, i've learned about linkedin uh, marketing i found that many uh, guides proclaim you need to film videos because you get high engagement you need to uh, write posts because you uh, get high engagement you know uh, if you are not good with filming why you need to film that you know you need to create content that you like to create if you are good with writing then write if you like uh, filming then film uh, and for me it doesn't matter uh, can you create high quality content from the first uh, attempt of course you can't uh, and you know uh, but you can improve the quality step by step if you do it uh, every single day okay uh, let's talk about um, engagement i mean like uh, for example if you create content uh, and nobody cares about your content but you feel it's uh, high quality how to engage with others how to invite them to follow you how to uh, share that you have uh, valuable content to get these likes comments uh, on your post um great question so just to go back to, to the last comment you made because i do like that if you know if Vaynerchuk basically says the same thing you just said. Like, however you feel comfortable creating the content, he he was doing comic book posts that were working because he likes that. He was doing, if, you, if audio is better, you can do audio posts, not a video. If writing's better, some of it, it's, it's amazing that once people really figure out how easy it is to do a two-minute video, they're like, man, I don't like this writing stuff anymore. So then I hired you know writers to help them because that takes longer than being once they get the the video down. So what you said is true. When people are first starting, it's the consistency that makes more of a difference than the modality. That's what you said is is perfect and it's on point. Um, going back to okay, we'll say you know you have just starting out, you have 500 people or 200 people or a thousand people on LinkedIn, or maybe you have 10,000 people from a long time ago that you never did anything. And now you're doing the content. And then you get to the point like me, you're doing the content and you're like, wow, not a lot of people are seeing, like, what do you do? So one answer is you do what those YouTube people do and you just keep doing it. Because if you keep putting out the content, you're going to get more views, number one. So it's the confidence to know that it's, you know, it's uh, the system's going to work for you too. And this is, you know, I think super important in an area that you can be a huge help with is keywords, right? And the vast majority of people don't even know how to do keyword research. You know, I'm probably on 10 an expert and one a beginner. Maybe I'm like a six. So it's a distinct advantage if you're a 10 and you understand how to do keyword research because the keywords that people are using for Google and Bing and Yahoo 
you know, if people are searching for answers, then you can be able to figure out, okay, if I start teaching things that people are really desire and need, then of course that's going to accelerate uh, as well. And then the hashtags on LinkedIn are important because to the extent that you get a video that starts to get some traction, then LinkedIn, this is part of this magic time on LinkedIn where you can get this organic reach. They will actually start to literally give you this organic reach, but they give it in, 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 the, in your hashtags. So the way it shows up on LinkedIn, so if say you had, you know, hashtags, SEO, uh, content marketing, you know, um, uh, content writing, and you had a post that started to take off and people that followed, because in LinkedIn you can follow hashtags and they followed SEO in their um, uh, announcements area, it would, it would really say this post is trending in SEO. And so it's, it's bubbling up the content that LinkedIn wants to show to the people that are interested in that. And so the hashtags are important because if, you know, if you're into SEO and it says this, this post is trending in SEO and you click it, well, it's good for them and it's good for you because then you just got, you know, some really, you, an ideal customer because they, they're, they're following you. So hashtags are important. And then the other thing that I, I think is it's too easy and that's why people don't do it. And, you know, I, I keep going back to Gary Vaynerchuk because, you know, once I got into LinkedIn, I started following him more. We went down the whole road with him. We bought uh, two of his NFTs. We're going to Minneapolis <laughs> at his <laughs> event. But he has a, um, a great teaching. I don't know what it is. It's called his two cents strategy, right? So if you're going to make the commitment to LinkedIn, then make sure your LinkedIn profile is good, right? And the, the number one tip is don't use I and me. Use you and we. Because if it's this is not like Instagram and Facebook. If you start standing in front of a rented Ferrari or some rented mansion, you're going to repel people on LinkedIn. So don't do that. And this is basically a great transparent platform where the less flashy wins. That's how it is. And so when you dial in your LinkedIn profile, it should be all about what you can do for them. No one cares that you got a PhD. I got a PhD at Oxford. Nobody cares, right? When they see your LinkedIn quickly, it's, oh, I help people do this. I help create this kind of outcome for these kind of people. So one is that because it's common sense. If someone sees any of your stuff on LinkedIn, then they're going to want to find out who you are, right? So they're just going to click your profile. They're not, they might in a rare occasion, Google you, but they're going to click your profile because right there, it's going to say who you are. So one, the profile is important because that's, you're going to lead towards uh, connections, followings, and engagement. That's one. But two, in his two cents strategy, he basically says, you know, if you you have an idea, it's like putting your two cents. So his strategy basically says, you know where your ideal customers are because you can just look up hashtags. You can look up hashtags that will show you as, as unlimited number of other people's posts on those hashtags. You can go to groups and you can join groups and you can get in all the people that are in the groups 
and you can go to events and see all the people that are at events. And then in a courteous way, in a non-slimy way, you can add your two cents. And if you are the smartest person in the room and you're teaching, inevitably, if you write a smart comment that someone's stuck with and you add value and you teach, they can be like, who the hell is this? Click, boom, profile. And then when they look at your activity and they're like, wow, this person really is teaching or doing live broadcasts or, you know, whatever it is, this is the kind of person that I want in my network. So those are really the organic, um, easy ways to do uh, the answer to your question of how to grow your following. Yeah, valuable. Got it. Uh, okay, I have uh, the last question about um, you mentioned about profile. Can you uh, provide more tips uh, how to optimize profile? Uh, what kind of information we need to submit there? Because, for example, I often see when profiles are selfish, they proclaim they are gurus, you know, <laughs> experts. But, you know, when I open profiles of Tony Robbins, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, I don't see their gurus <laughs> or experts or Neil Patel. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, and... Uh, yeah, Neil, uh, Patel, told... Neil, Patel's, Neil Patel's the best, isn't he? Yeah. He gives so I, I much value. So much value. Um, basically, if if you have to say you're a guru, you're not. And I, I'm sorry if I'm insulting anyone that's watching, <laughs> but if you're standing in some in front of something like a Ferrari or a very expensive car to entice people to want to have this this physical. Uh, thing that you possess, you know, you can you can get the people that are gullible, you know that that are there. I mean, those people they just want the car, but they'll do nothing in between to get it, right? And if that's what you want to attract, then God bless you. But we're talking about business, right? So that's really crucial. It's it's business to business. It's a global network and business to business. You know, one of my uh, clients, he's really a fascinating guy. He wrote a book called Human to Human. And it's about <clears throat> the evolution of technology in communications. And he said it's not B2B and it's not B2C, business to business or business to client. I mean, um, business to consumer. It's human to human. So the answer to your question is you want to be able to just be human, be yourself. You know, you're not going to walk into, you know, a business meeting in Europe or in the States. And the first thing you're going to say is, oh, guess what? I parked my Ferrari across the street. <laughs> the person's going to be like, man, this guy's such a dick, right? <laughs> like, that's it. You get the first chance to make a first impression. After that, you don't get a chance to make a first impression anymore. So don't do that. Right, you come in. It's like, hey, how are you? It's relatable. So these are some things to keep in mind. <clears throat> but in terms of like the profile, it goes back to the number one thing you want to do is establish really a thought leader position. And so in your banner up top, you know, if you if you've done any speaking, you have a book, or you have any great pictures of you in front of a group, make that a little part of the banner. Because instantly, you know, I don't know what the numbers are today, but you, you probably know these numbers. You got like seven seconds to make a first impression on a website, right? 
whatever that number is. I don't, I forget the exact number, but the same thing on LinkedIn. So the top banner, it's not going to do much, but if it's subconsciously, it does something, it should be thought leader. So whatever you, depending on who you are and what you're doing, whatever you can put up there, you know, that's really up there. The picture on LinkedIn. So this is where everyone makes a big mistake, right? And in, and the data is out there, but smile, right? <laughs> everyone knows that a smile converts more than down frown or too serious, right? So one, that's one thing you can absolutely control. So take a, a good picture. And the other thing is you have to fill your head it so it's like represents 80 to 90% of that circle. This is where people get this crazily wrong. That you know, they, they're in the circle and they're hoping, you know, a trophy they want, or they're in the circle, whatever it is. Because every time you comment everywhere on LinkedIn, it just takes that circle. So you want to brand you, right? So if your face takes up 90% of the circle, people you people get to see your face over and over again. Otherwise, you're, you're so tiny, you don't see anything. So that's like another thing to do on, on the profile. The, uh, the next thing I would do is if everyone has access is turn on creator mode. So if you scroll down your, your profile and it's like the, there's a blue, bluish section that says how many people viewed you and right in there it says turn on creator mode. This is reinforcing the opportunity on LinkedIn, like literally LinkedIn is investing, well, Microsoft, tens and tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to help creators. So this is a, a new technology. When you turn it on, it turns your connect button on LinkedIn to follow. And LinkedIn's done the study. And it says people are much more apt to follow than connect. It's less commitment. So that's the first thing that happens. The second thing that happens is that when you then turn it on, you get five keywords. And those five keywords will be crucial if anyone searches on LinkedIn and you get to pick them. So those keywords are different than the keywords that you put in your posts. Those keywords are categories that if people are subscribed to them where things can trend, these keywords are specifically the ones that if someone's going to type in Google, SEO, SEO consulting, SEO uh, done for you, content writing, there's five of them. And most people don't know this, but LinkedIn's like, you know, one of the top 10 search engines in the world. There's 750 million people on LinkedIn. It's going to 3 billion. The search is powerful. And that hashtag, when you turn creator mode on, will allow you to be searched and found. So that's the next thing. Then your description, that's crucial. We spoke about that. It needs to be all about them. You know, <laughs> what you do for them, not what, what I do. And so when they look at it, they can instantly say, oh, this person does this for this. Call out who your ideal customer is, right? If you're looking for, you know, a customer that are doing, you know, an intent to $100 million range, over a hundred million, they have internal SEO, and you know those people are always paying the ass to work with. They don't want any outside consultants, you know, trying to creep into their business. So if a hundred million is too big, but less than ten million, they they don't have the resources to you know to to do it in the mindset. Then 
you can easily say in the description, I help companies in the 10 to $100 million range put a long-term SEO plan in action that creates ROI that lasts forever. That's a key for SEO. People don't realize that. It'll, it, it, it's, it's a true asset that lasts forever. So in that little magical sentence, you've done a lot. So that's that's crucial. And then the rest of the stuff's important. You're about a section. Like we have a framework. Um, you know, I love basically looking at people that are great and kind of creating a swipe file and then modeling from them. So I forget the guy's name from Australia who's got almost a million followers. He had a really good about section. So then I modeled that. And so we use that and tell our clients to model ours. It's it's chunked out. It's not long paragraphs because, you know, you're on mobile, right? So who we work with, what we've done, you know, that kind of thing. Um, there's a featured section. This is a missed opportunity. You should, it's where people can click on LinkedIn and go into your opt-in. It's link, it's lead generation. You know, unlike Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, you can't really optimize your LinkedIn profile. Here, they're letting you. So create something that's powerful that if people on LinkedIn go there specifically for them, don't send them to some random thing. Just make something that says, hey, you know, you uh, you most likely found me from LinkedIn. Thank you. You know, here's a great piece of content. You know, drop your email and I'll send it to you. So you, you know where they're coming. So do that in the featured section. And then, you know, there's other tricks for employment and stuff like that. But those are the key ones. Uh, we have 18 points which I don't focus on, but I give you all the important ones right now. Yeah, yeah, valuable. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Okay, Mike, tell how people can learn more about you, reach out to you, follow you. Awesome, thank you. So, on LinkedIn, you can find me, Mike Weiss, uh, on LinkedIn. Our uh, program that we're helping people with is called Clout Selling, C L O U T Selling. It's kind of a play on thought leadership. You know, when you, if you produce content, you get clout, clout. Not only helps you with LinkedIn, but in other areas as well, because it's cloudselling.com. Um, but I'm always I'm always on LinkedIn. Send me a message. Uh, you know, we we have I don't know six or eight amazing checklists and documents that we give out for free. So uh, that's really the great, a great place to see me. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen us on Google, Apple, Spotify. Thanks a lot for your time. It's a big pleasure to learn new insights about LinkedIn. I'm going to use them. Uh, I'm sure many people will use them. And yeah, if you want to win today, take care and pay more attention with LinkedIn. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.